Let me start this episode by saying that until recently, I didn't think I had a lot to say about using AI. Just over four years ago, I interviewed Professor Avi Goldfarb for a Talk About Talk podcast episode focused on AI. Avi is one of my past colleagues at the University of Toronto, and he's the author of two AI-focused books, Prediction Machines and The Power of Prediction. This was before I'd heard of ChatGPT and before everything really took off. Obviously, a lot has changed since then. And then, in the past month or so, I've had a couple of experiences that made me realize, yes, in fact, I do have a thing or two to say about using AI. Recently, I was collaborating with an organization to lead a series of workshops for them. And after our first meeting to plan the workshops, they sent me an email and they asked me, Andrea, can you come up with a title for this workshop series? I spent some time thinking about it and nothing inspiring came to mind. So I opened ChatGPT and I asked ChatGPT to generate 10 possible titles for the workshop series. I clarified who the audience would be and what the topics would be for the workshops. The list that ChatGPT generated was boring, not helpful. So I asked the same question again, but this time I clarified that I was looking for clever titles. This new list had a lot of potential. None of the 10 suggestions was bang on, but it was incredibly helpful. This list inspired me and helped me generate some better ideas. After I forwarded three potential workshop series titles to my client, yes, always three, right? I quickly got a response back saying that the titles were fantastic. And frankly, I agreed. The story keeps going though. Bear with me. The next day, I shared this story with a girlfriend of mine. She's a lawyer and she works full-time in a big organization. So her response surprised me. She said, Andrea, that is cheating. What? You're not allowed to do that, she said. That's cheating. Wait, I asked. You think using ChatGPT to help me come up with a title for a series of workshops is cheating? Yes, she answered definitively. Oh boy, I had a lot to say about that, let me tell you. So that was one experience that I had related to AI recently. A few days after this conversation, I was at my son's high school and I met his English teacher. He asked me, Andrea, how's everything going? Do you have any questions for me? So I know my kids would always wish that I would keep my mouth shut, but frankly, that's just not my style. So I asked the English teacher, what's the policy of your high school students using AI for their homework and their assignments and their essays in your English class? I'm sure he's heard this question before. Unfortunately, this high school English teacher's response was exactly what I would have guessed and probably what you would have guessed. And that, frankly, disappointed me. He started giving me the speech about what AI is. Okay. Then he started in on the potential and the downfalls of the technology. Okay. Like, hasn't everyone read 10 articles on this by now? And then he said, for now, the policy is that it's not allowed. I just looked at him with a completely neutral face and I nodded. It's certainly not that I don't have a response. I had a lot going on in my mind. As it turns out, I do have an opinion. So 
These two conversations are what inspired this Talk About Talk episode number 145, using AI to boost your communication. Let's do this. Let's talk about talk. Greetings and welcome to Talk About Talk episode 145, using AI to boost your communication. In this episode, you're going to learn my thoughts on AI and cheating, how you might use AI, and some do's and some don'ts when it comes to using AI to boost your communication. My hope is really two things. One, I hope you'll be inspired to use AI more to boost your communication. And two, I hope you'll learn something new to try. Before we go any further though, I just wanna say that I am in no way an AI expert. Rather, I would say I've used AI and done some reading on it. And as I said, I do have a few things to say. If you're a tech expert, this episode is probably not for you. I am certainly not a tech expert. I acknowledge that I have a lot to learn and a lot to learn particularly about AI. So please connect with me on LinkedIn and join the conversation. Tell me how you're using AI to boost your communication. I'd love to hear. Bring it on. All right, I'm gonna introduce myself. In case we haven't met, my name is Dr. Andrea Wojnicki and I'm your executive communication coach. Please just call me Andrea. I'm the founder of Talk About Talk, where I coach communication skills to ambitious executives through one-on-one coaching, boot camps, workshops, and keynote speaking. My objective is to help you improve your clarity and your confidence so that you have more credibility. And when you have credibility, you can make impact. And that is when you're gonna get noticed and your career is gonna take off. Sound good? This is my goal for you. If this resonates with you, then I also encourage you to check out the talkabouttalk.com website. There are many, many resources there to help you out. If you're an individual executive, there's information about online courses, private coaching, and small group boot camps. If you're a leader or an HR manager looking to boost the communication skills of your team, there's also information about corporate workshops and keynote speeches. And there are plenty of free resources there too, including this podcast. So there's the archive of this bi-weekly podcast, and I really, really hope you'll sign up for the Talk About Talk email newsletter. That newsletter is your chance to get communication tips and coaching from me every week. I also hope you'll connect with me on LinkedIn and maybe, just maybe, send me a message and let me know what you think about this episode. I've experimented quite a bit with ChatGPT and some AI-based image generation software. I've also done some research like listening to podcasts and reading and a lot of thinking about this topic. And as I said, these experiences that I shared at the beginning of this episode, first, my conversation with my friend about whether using ChatGPT is cheating, And secondly, the conversation with my son's high school teacher. These conversations made me realize recently that I do have something to say about AI. I'm ready to get into this conversation. And I'm hoping that I can encourage you to think about AI and use it to boost the quality of your communication. In some of the reading that I did about AI, I learned some interesting trends and statistics that helped me put things in perspective. In a recent October 2023 article from Forbes magazine, I read that 
58% of executives say they use generative AI regularly. Does that sound high or low to you? I thought it sounded about right. 58% of us are using it. That same article said that 81% of companies have generative AI teams. That seemed high to me. Also surprising to me is the fact that smaller companies are more likely to leverage generative AI than larger companies, primarily due to perceived trust and accuracy issues. This might explain why my girlfriend accused me of cheating. First of all, she works at a larger company. Secondly, she's a lawyer. It might be difficult to earn her trust. So here's a big question. Is using AI cheating? What do you think? Yes or no? Is using AI cheating? If you ask me this question, I will not answer you with a definitive yes or a definitive no. I will say that AI itself is a tool, so AI can't cheat. It's the person using AI who can cheat. This reminds me, by the way, of a conversation that I had with Professor Tiziana Cacharo about the term power. I interviewed Tiziana for Talk About Talk episode number 129. I'll leave a link to that episode in the show notes. Tiziana says that power itself is benign. It's what you do with power that makes it good or bad. Power is a tool, kind of like a hammer. You can use a hammer to build a beautiful home, or you could use a hammer to seriously hurt someone. It's what you do with it. It's a tool. The same holds for AI. AI is a tool that can definitely, most certainly be used for good and for bad. Personally, I'm optimistic about it. I do believe that it's going to change the world in profound ways. Of course it is. And I'm very glad that there are some smart people working on regulations and policies to make sure that this tool doesn't become a tool of destruction. But I haven't actually answered the question yet, have I? Is using AI cheating? Well, let's go back 30, 40, or 50 years ago. Imagine yourself in a high school or university setting. What were the big topics of debate then? Well, how about cheating with encyclopedias and calculators? Some of you have maybe never even seen an encyclopedia, but I remember when I was in grade eight or so writing an essay for history class and using an encyclopedia to help me. I was very careful and diligent not to plagiarize. We were taught to read, then think, then look away and write in our own words. No plagiarizing, no cheating. The encyclopedia was the resource or the tool. The onus was on the students to not cheat. Do you see the parallel? The other big debate in schools back then was about cheating with calculators. When I was in high school and university, there was a big uproar about whether students should be allowed to use calculators. I remember in university watching about five of my classmates, yes, my friends, in an operations management final exam get walked out of the gymnasium for cheating with their scientific calculator. Yikes. Nowadays, my 15-year-old daughter has a mighty powerful scientific calculator in her backpack, and she uses it every day for assignments and in exams. It's a tool. It's definitely not cheating. Something that I noticed when I was doing the reading about AI, and I guess this is kind of obvious, but I just wanted to point this out, is that for high schools and universities, the conversation about AI is really focused on catching plagiarism. The fundamental assumption here, it seems, is that students who use AI to generate essays, for examples, 
are at fault for plagiarizing. We blame the user. Interestingly, when you shift the lens to business, it's less about plagiarism specifically and more about copyright ownership. It's less focused on blaming the user, the business person or the organization who leverages AI, and it's more focused on blaming the technology itself. What sources is the AI referencing? And what are the copyright obligations of the AI technology to the rightful owner of the intellectual property? Does this make sense? I find this fascinating. We're ultimately talking about the same technology being used in similar ways. But when the context is essay writing for high school and university students, the main focus and blame is on the student for plagiarizing. In a business context, where an essay or a presentation may similarly be generated through AI, the focus and blame is on the technology for not attributing the copyright properly in terms of the original owner of the intellectual property. Fascinating. So, back to the question. Is using AI, by definition, cheating? I say no. AI is a tool. It is possible to cheat with this tool, though, if you generate content using AI and then you claim it as your own. So was I cheating when I used AI to help me come up with the titles for the workshop series I was working on? No, I don't think so. What do you think? I asked ChatGPT to come up with some clever titles and then I used those 10 titles to come up with a few titles that worked very well. You could say that the titles were AI assisted. This is another insight that I kept reading about that you probably already know, but I think it bears mentioning here. It's the distinction between AI-generated versus AI-assisted. I have an example here that I think beautifully helps illustrate the difference between AI-generated and AI-assisted. When I interviewed Professor Avi Goldfarb about AI over four years ago, he talked about how the professors he admires are allowing students to use AI as a tool in their essay writing. He talked about how, for example, a professor would assign an essay and share with the students what an AI-generated response to the assignment would look like. And then the prof would say something like, something similar to this will get you a C minus. So the baseline has gotten tougher. The bar has been raised. I expect you to use AI and your own knowledge and creativity to come up with something significantly better than this. The essay that the professor generated using AI is exactly that. It's AI generated. The versions that the students would turn in, ideally, would be AI assisted. Avi's examples of how professors and teachers might use AI in the classroom is the answer that I was hoping my son's English teacher would have to my question about using AI in his class. Yeah, four years later. Maybe it'll just take him some time. In business, some folks may start with AI-generated copy, then edit it. That's still called AI-generated. Other folks, including myself, create content, then use AI to brainstorm, edit, and improve it. That's AI-assisted. By the way, if I ever use AI-generated content, I will let you know. That goes for copy and images and anything else. For this episode, I used ChatGPT to assist me with the description, and I used Lenza to create the feature image. You can check out that image in the show notes on the talkabouttalk.com website. Now, 
I'm gonna share with you some ideas for how you can use AI to help you communicate in business. Then I'm gonna share my three favorite ways to think about using AI, three do's, and three do nots when it comes to using AI. Okay, here are my three favorite things to use AI for. And by the way, this goes beyond spell check and grammar check and generating basic things like form emails, contracts, images, and transcripts. I hope you are already doing all of these things. My first recommendation is for brainstorming ideas. I use AI to make sure I'm not missing anything when I'm listing suggestions for you. Like the episode I released a long time ago about how to dress at work. This is episode 122. First, I wrote the outline for this episode, and then I asked ChatGPT to list 10 suggestions or rules for how people should dress at work. I used this list to make sure that I wasn't missing anything. And I wasn't, by the way. The AI-generated list was full of obvious things. So you can use AI to make sure that your suggestions are complete. Another way that I've used AI is to list relevant metaphors or analogies. This can be incredibly helpful in elevating your communication. Please try it, okay? Sometimes the best way to describe a new concept or an idea is to describe it as something similar to what your audience already knows, like how AI is a tool that is similar to encyclopedias and calculators in some ways. So that's the first way to use AI for brainstorming. The second way to use AI is to help you find references. Much of the advice that I share in coaching and workshops is grounded in academic research. I often use AI to help me quickly identify research related to the topic. Chances are you're not in academia and you don't need to cite everything, but you can still use AI to back up your recommendations at work with objective and credible references. The third way to use AI is to help you summarize. So I use AI to help me write podcast episode descriptions. These always need a heavy dose of editing, but it's a good start. You might use AI to help you with summarizing a presentation or a white paper, or even for data analysis. That is summarizing. So those are my three suggestions for how you can use AI. Brainstorming lists and metaphors, references, and summarizing. That is a great start. Okay, this is not one of my three things that I'm recommending, but I do have an idea that I've shared with a few clients that I wanna share with you. It's this, automatically generating transcripts from the audio recording of your presentations or meeting dialogue, and then analyzing the transcript as a means to improve your communication. I know you can set Zoom to do this automatically now. Here's an easy hack for you. Create the transcript and then search the transcript for your crutch words or filler words. How many times did you say like or um or whatever your crutch word is? Similarly, if you're working on avoiding upspeak, you can search the transcript for question marks when you were not asking a question. That is the definition of upspeak. Helpful, right? Beyond this, there are also several new apps and software platforms out there that will take this kind of insight in your communication skills to a whole new level. I've used a platform called Udly to analyze some of my clients' formal presentations. You upload the video and then it assesses your tone, your cadence, your engagement, your crutch words, and more. The data generated by Udly is supplemented by my suggestions. It's kind of cool. 
Let me know if you want to give it a try. Okay, moving on. Now I have three do's and three do nots for you, starting with the three do's. Number one, consider the multitude of many different ways that AI can enhance your communication. Beyond spitting out ideas, consider the media. Of course, AI can help you with words, but there's also audio, images, videos, and more. So explore these various media and ask the folks on your team if they're not using AI, why aren't they, and share with them the many examples of how they can do so. The second do for AI, focus on getting good at writing prompts, practice. If you get really good, you might even become a prompt engineer. Yes, that is a real job. You see, AI isn't just taking our human jobs away, it's also creating new jobs. Anyway, my prompt writing is slowly improving. I always assume that it will take me several cracks at a question before I get something helpful back. One thing that I found really effective in writing prompts is to add the tone or to say, in the voice of. This is what I did when I was generating the titles for the workshop series. When I added that I wanted clever titles, they suddenly improved dramatically. So do practice writing prompts, okay? The third do for AI, and this is a new one for me, encourage ChatGPT or whatever software you're using to ask you questions about what you've asked it to do. Did you get that? So like when you're assigning a new project to your direct report, you might ask them, do you have any questions? Do the same with AI. You ask them to summarize or to ask questions. Ask your AI to do the same thing. Please summarize in different words what it is that I'm asking. Then, what other questions do you have for me about this request? This is a strategy that I promise will help you accelerate your skill in writing prompts. So, those are my four do's for you. Number one, consider the multitude of ways that you can use AI beyond ChatGPT. Number two, practice getting good at writing prompts. And number three, ask the AI if it has any questions for you. All right, now the don'ts or the do nots. By the way, I have to say, I almost always find the do nots to be more helpful. Have you ever noticed that? This is an aside, but years ago when I was learning how to teach, I asked one of the top professors at Harvard Business School for any advice that she had to become a better teacher in the classroom. The first thing she said was, Andrea, ask lots of people this question, okay? But focus more on what they tell you to avoid or what not to do. Because what you should do is probably personal. What you should not do is universal. True, I love this insight. So what should we not do with AI? Number one, do not assume that AI is correct. It can be very wrong. A while ago, I created an experiment that ended up illustrating how wrong ChatGPT can be. I asked ChatGPT to summarize what is the personal brand of executive communication coach Andrea Wojnicki based on her LinkedIn profile. Based on the time lag of the data that's been uploaded to ChatGPT, I assumed that the summary might be a little bit out of date but I was surprised to see that the summary generated by ChatGPT was categorically wrong. 
It included facts about my background that weren't even hinted at in my LinkedIn profile. For example, I remember it said that I had previously worked as an actor, which helped me in my role as an executive communication coach. Nope, that ain't true. So always, always fact check what AI is generating for you. Then verify these facts with other sources. Okay, so that's number one for do nots. The second do not is do not ignore AI. Many AI tools are free right now and relatively easy to use, but that's not the only reason to not avoid AI. When I was doing some research for this episode, I kept seeing again, again, and again that the most productive and employable folks are using AI right now. So jump in. Here's an insight that might inspire you. Instead of losing your job to AI, consider that you might be more likely to lose your job to someone who uses AI better than you do. So do not ignore AI. Last, tell AI what to do, not what not to do. Did you get that? (laughs) As in, when you're prompting GPT, for example, avoid negativity. Instead of saying, without sounding arrogant, try saying, in a modest voice. Or instead of saying, without being obvious or boring, try prompting creative or clever. You get the idea. Okay, so those are the three do nots. One, do not assume AI is correct. Two, do not ignore it. And three, do not tell AI what to avoid or what not to do. And that is it for this episode. I've been thinking about doing an episode for this topic of AI for a long time. I know many people know a lot more than I do about how to use AI, but I also know that I have something to say. I hope I've inspired you in terms of your opinion about AI and cheating, and in terms of the distinction between AI-generated and AI-assisted. Also in terms of the many ways that you might use AI at work, including brainstorming things like lists and metaphors, finding references, and summarizing and also in terms of the do's and the don'ts of using AI. Do consider the many ways that you can use AI. Do practice getting good at writing prompts and do encourage generative AI to ask you questions about what you've asked it to do. Do not assume AI is correct. That's a big one. Do not ignore AI. And last, be positive. Do not tell AI what to avoid or what not to do. Did you get how meta that was there? Okay. I'm sure you have lots to add to this list. I'll be posting about this on social media and in my email newsletter. So please connect with me on LinkedIn and share your thoughts. And please go to the talkabouttalk.com website and sign up for the newsletter. You can reply directly to the newsletter and it comes to me. So we can talk more. Please bring it on. Let's talk. Thanks for listening and talk soon. Mm -hmm.